0: Let's uh, kick things off with a little bit of the intro. You are now listening to Double Jump Radio. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 54, sorry, 53 of Double Jump Radio, the official podcast of DoubleJump.co. I'm your host, Abiyah, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, John. John, how are you, my friend? Pretty
1: Good i um, been playing way too much Pokemon Arceus, finally. Um, two months late <laughs> to, the, to the party. Yeah, paying a lot of attention to my cats that are still wearing cones around the neck. Yep. Um, but i oh. will get it off soon, so that'll uh, lower my stress levels a bit, so that'll be nice. Yeah. Um, and they'll be happier.
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. What about you? Yeah, I've been pretty chill like been uh spend most of the, the time at home because my wife uh tested positive for covid so had to lock down like kind of isolate for seven days um luckily i can work from home so that wasn't um that wasn't such a big kind of like hindrance but you know not being able to go out and stuff <laughs> sucks yeah but hey we put up some posters and stuff around the house so we, we got some things going which is good which is good yeah boring Boring old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, mate, I don't think you caught the Oscars yesterday, did you?
1: Yeah, I'm already kind of tired a bit of it. Gone.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I
1: feel like as soon
0: as I heard about it, like two minutes later, it's like, oh god,
1: I'm got to be hearing about this forever. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, uh, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I, I get it on one hand, but then I don't like it's like there's like a certain level of like decorum and stuff you're meant to have in public. But it's like, you know, there's also, there's some boundaries when it comes to jokes, like, you know, like, if the person you're making fun of has clearly, like, hasn't made it okay for you to laugh at their expense at a disease that they have no control over, like, that's kind of, kind of a bad look. I kind of read it as like,
1: um, you know, Chris Rock kind of got a bit of karma for making jokes that were really weren't appropriate.
0: Yeah. And yeah. then
1: that's kind of it. I was like, I don't know. It's yeah. like, the more I think about it, the more it's just, man, it's like, it just doesn't matter. It's like, it's something that just kind of, I'm not, I don't know if Will Smith should have done it. It's like, I think it's yeah. relatively fine considering Chris Rock wasn't hurt. Yeah. And it was, I don't know.
0: Because, oh. yeah. yeah, man. Because, like, it, it, until Will Smith was yelling, <laughs> it kind of felt like it was staged.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I mean. Yeah.
1: It could be a work. But like uh, But it I was a know. shoot. Yes, apparently. <laughs> it's um, Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. So I I'm kinda glad the people who won the awards mm. won it. Like it seemed like a good selection this year. Yeah. Generally. Uh, I wasn't like paying super close attention to it personally. But yeah, it seemed good. Yeah, like, like
0: I think was it Coda won yeah. best picture. And I think it's the first, like, streaming-only title that's won. Yeah. And it came yeah, like, from Apple, like, the last one to join.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like Netflix has been, like, you know, chump, like, finally had one that was, like, set to win with yeah. Power of the Dog. Yeah. And then they just kind yeah.
0: of come and sweep it. Oh, man. And, like, apparently, I think the director, um, she's New Zealand. She's a Kiwi, she's, so she's from New Zealand. And oh. the 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 person who won best cinematography for dune he's australian so it's mm. it's good to see like you know i guess local talent doing it big on the yeah. world stage that's that's really cool I, I didn't actually know that cinematographer was um was male oh uh, not male was um was australian <laughs> because <laughs> like i'm not a big fan of dune the movie but yep. I can appreciate the cinematography was probably like a big part of its appeal, and and it was done really well. I I, I don't agree with Hans Zimmer winning best score, because I don't actually remember the score. Okay. It just, I don't know. I just remember it being a lot of voix and bag. Okay, there were bagpipes. I I take that back. I remember there was there were bad bagpipes. Of all the <laughs> musical instruments that survived in the future, bagpipes have made yeah yeah give them the award i got bagpipes <laughs> <laughs> uh like it's like weirdly pan-european because like you got like factions representing what like the duke leto is meant to be like greek his wife rebecca ferguson's character the mom is meant to be like british um there's like the the bagpipes that's a scottish thing then you got the hakonens which sounds like a finnish surname like you know kind of that scandinavian like icelandic that part of the world um right. and and it's like and there's like the the war, like the warriors who come in i don't know who i don't know who they're meant to represent like like what type of warrior people maybe they're like vikings or something i have no idea mm. like or like roman legions maybe legionaries Legionnaires? yeah or whatever they're called and and then yeah, it was it was a strange movie. But yeah, the, the score is not what I'd. Cinematography, I totally get. But yeah, I don't know.
1: Uh, was there anything else nominated for the score that stood out?
0: Pff, nope. <laughs> not that. Okay. Let's be honest. We're not the target demographic of the Oscars. Well,
1: it's like, what uh, movies were nominated? Because I'd be interested.
0: Yeah. Hang on. How are you living uh, it up? Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: Checking uh, I, I, my screen.
0: Let's see. What what, uh, don't what look came up. out? Yep, don't Encanto. look up. Okay. Encanto. incanto. Yep. Power of the dog. Power of the dog. I know this is what Google's telling me, so I might be wrong. <laughs> yeah, think, no. oh, yeah.
1: Parallel mothers. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's too bad. I guess I we can know. Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised Power of the Dog didn't win it, considering it was kind of, it got a number of awards. I think.
0: Yeah, but. I feel like anything that, to, like. I don't know. Like *Power of the Dog*. That's not about. Like that's not about dogs, is it? No, damn it. No, it's not. Here, I thought it was. It's a Western drama. Oh, oh, that's the one with um Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah. that's the homoerotic movie. Gotcha. Uh well, wow. Okay, that's um. Damn. Was that a movie? Like, that was Netflix, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that oh. was like the one set to you know sweep Best Picture. So the <laughs> idea that Apple kind of like you know got in with this like dark horse and won it anyway. Yeah, it's kind of...
0: but it's kind of cool. Like, I think the Best Actor winner was he's deaf, I believe. Oh, isn't I mean... Best Actor Will Smith? Oh no, Best Supporting up? Actor, I think it was. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know who won Best Actress, but I know the Best Supporting Actress was. Anita Debois, Debois, Debose from West Side Story, which, oh, okay. um, which, yeah, totally, totally understand that one, like, she did a really, really fantastic job playing um, the, the, is it Rita, I forget, is it this, 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 the friend to Maria, <laughs> um, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah don't I don't know, know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I don't even know who the best actress was, but we'll... Anyway, it's not for us. I feel like we're the wrong demographic for it. We're a goddamn video game podcast. What are we talking about the Oscars for anyway? That's that's for old people.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, well, how about we, we take it on to the news for this week? And I guess the major story for the past week was an impending announcement about Spartacus from PlayStation Dawn.
1: Yes. Um, do we have to play the music?
0: Yes, we have to play the music. Yep. Yeah. Yes, John, so the, the, the leading story for this past week is the impending announcement of Spartacus, the rumored PlayStation equivalent of Game Pass. Tell us a bit more about, I guess, what this means and what what the report is.
1: Yeah, so a lot of this information, a lot of, like, details, apparent details about this service kind of came out, like, a month or two ago.
2: Mm.
1: Like, so it's kind of been aware of. Well, I actually didn't know a little bit of it, but a lot of it's, like, the detail. The news of the week is that it's apparently being revealed very soon, and yes. after it's being revealed, it's probably being released, like launched very soon. Mm. Um, it's and that, that so the word being used is imminent. So I imagine it's going to happen right after we finish recording this <laughs> podcast, um,
0: yeah. as is um, I guess standard for what, what's been <laughs> happening to us, like every like pretty yeah. much every month, every every episode.
1: Yeah. So as um, sort of a recap for those who don't know, um, Spartacus, which is its code name, I don't think it's going to be called Spartacus, um, it's set to combine PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now into a single service. So that's PlayStation Now being the streaming service that isn't available in Australia. And it's a bit like Game Pass if it was like double the price and was focused around streaming. um, (laughs) (laughs) Because at some point, they made like PS4 and PS5 Oh, PS4 titles like downloadable to consoles, yeah. so they kind of turn it into Game Pass in a different way, and yeah. So, but otherwise, it's not really widely available outside of US and UK, and probably Canada and a few other places. So, they are relaunching PlayStation Plus into a more fully featured service that is similar to more similar to Game Pass mm. where, and Xbox Gold. I guess like it's basically set, getting a similar setup to Microsoft Suite. So as of um, the kind of pricing and content, it was sort of revealed seemingly back in February by Jeff Grubb at VentureBeat. So that report um, noted that there will be, or as of then at least, three tiers to the service. So that includes the first one being essential. Um, They will run around ten US. So that's I think it's about the same price as what it is now. So I'm not I'm actually not sure exactly what that equates to here. Um, to I what it would, like you would know, most likely, bucks. yeah. Like,
0: like if it was one to one, it'd be probably about fourteen bucks. But the actual price would probably be like you know, fourteen ninety nine or fifteen ninety nine, knowing yeah how things get translated. Yeah, yeah. So it'll
1: be. It sounds like that'll be essentially what Places and Plus is now, where yeah. it'll be multiplayer access plus a small selection of games. That's also pretty much exactly what Xbox you know, Gold is right now. Same deal. Um, the tier above that will be called the extra tier, or you know something like that. That'll go three dollars more to thirteen US, so like eighteen here or something. Um, it'll have these monthly games plus a larger catalog of PlayStation titles. So that's kind of like merging. That's what kind of what PlayStation Now is currently. I think Grub speculates in that article that it, it they're probably just you know bringing over all the content available on PlayStation Now currently, mm. which is However, many games, um, and just you know, repackaging that into a different like you know catalog service instead. Yeah. And then lastly is the premium tier, which will be sixteen US, which is you know, a little like twenty two dollars or so, twenty three, something like that. Um, yeah, so it'll have both of these features: PlayStation Now's streaming service, like capabilities. There'll be a library of quote classic games. Um, and new game trials, which sounds very similar to EA Play's game trials, um, yeah. which lets, lets people have, like you know, like 10, Ten hours, hours or however yeah. many I'll get. Yeah, or, you know, in this case, however many hours PlayStation decide mm. to have it to try out new games, assumedly. So, you know, I imagine it'll probably launch with like Horizon, um, whatever it's called. <laughs> I've got its name already. Forbidden um, No. I know it has West in it. Forbidden Forbidden West. Yeah, that's how. Got it. Um, Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. So the premium, so like for the premium tier, it's streaming and classic games, which I think are being speculated to be like PS One games, at least the start. So that'll be a little like Nintendo's um, Nintendo Online service, where it kind of has like you know a building library of older games to play, which are probably being streamed as well, but we don't know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and unlike game pass, this will most likely not have day one games on release. Um, it's probably the trials are probably kind of meant to replace that to a degree. Like that's what the value of that level is. Hmm. And, um, yeah, and that's all these details are kind of subject to change. Like no, we don't actually know any of this. I'm sure we'll know it tonight at 8 PM, um, or 8 PM my time, but it's, um, yeah, so otherwise, yeah, so none of this is, like, set in stone as far as anyone knows. Um, but it all sounds, considering the details being, you know, released as of a month ago, it sounds like mm. they've kind of got a pretty sure idea of what it's going to look, um, what, be, what it will include in this new service. So, um, yeah,
0: that kind of wraps it up. Yeah. Like, what do you think, yeah I think, yeah, inevitably it's probably going to get announced, like, right after we finish recording, but... Like, I, I like the idea of, like, the the tricky thing is that Game Pass has kind of warped everyone's expectations of something like this, like, it, it, like and even Nintendo to a certain extent where, you know, Game Pass has got like 100, 100 or so games every, at any one time that you can download and onto any of your Xbox consoles or even on PC and access them, and then it's and then you also get like and it's not streamed like those games can be downloaded but you can play via streaming if you're on android phone plus you get like access to other memberships and stuff at a discount um and then even like day one games like all first party like xbox exclusive games are like day one day and date on on game pass whereas this doesn't seem like it's like as consumer friendly but Maybe this is meant to be what 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 it would n- normally be like, and then Xbox is just really heavily like Microsoft's like a really heavily taking a hit on it just to get people involved in the Microsoft ecosystem like the Xbox ecosystem or setting up a Microsoft account, and then you could sell them other services like Office, OneDrive, all that stuff. So it's I think that's why this doesn't seem like as it's um, it's as good of a deal as what it. Could be safe, we were thinking of it objectively. I don't know. Yeah, do you agree? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I definitely don't think it's competing directly with Game Pass, yeah. like, it's clearly not trying to. And, and and essentially, like, PlayStation don't really have to, it's more like they're kind of leveling up PlayStation Plus into a more you know desirable service and sort of trying to do away with PlayStation Now as a separate thing mm. because that. I'm not sure if that's quite worked because they haven't really rolled it out to many places worldwide as far as I know. So I imagine it's not doing incredibly even though they have been like adding to it over time. Yeah.
0: So and I think the the advantage Microsoft has is that Microsoft owns the games, the licenses and also owns the 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 server infrastructure, you know. Like yeah, let's true. not forget I think it was last year that Sony announced that it was licensing that it was licensing microsoft's cloud servers like it's azure cloud server network to power services going forward who knows maybe maybe in a weird way like every time you pay for a spartacus subscription you actually some of that money goes to microsoft somehow in some twisted twisted
2: way yeah <laughs> yeah that thing. makes sense yeah and i guess oh like, uh, yeah
1: sorry oh uh, now i was just going to mention the trials because like i don't like game trials I don't like the idea of paying for the privilege of trying a game so I can be more confident of the money I'm spending after. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like yeah.
1: I don't like the idea. Like that's not like a good value exchange <laughs> to me. Yeah. But it's like I pay more money to try a game. It's like it's not not really I can understand it in the sense that I'm guessing you can stream it as well. That'd be nice for people with better internet than I have. Um, but it's um I don't know, it's just like I'd rather it be in my mind what I would have liked is like six months or like a, even a year having like after a PlayStation studios title releases, that's when it drops like something like that. Like, I think that would be like a decent, like, you know, like kind of midway, like between what game pass offers where they're like, you know, offering, you know, cause they're kind of, they don't have the same reputation in terms of their game output, which is why they kind yeah. of, it's a better idea to put it on day one because they don't really... Like Sony, they're just losing money by comparison because there's always like such a sure thing in terms of the money it brings in.
0: Yeah. Like I feel like Sony... Like exclusives are like a huge thing for Sony, whereas for Microsoft, it's like a nice to have, but Microsoft gets by... Like I feel like now Microsoft gets by a lot on Game Pass and like Mm -hmm. just being there... (laughs) Versus Sony, which is just like pretty much all about you know these big exclusives. Mm. Yeah, it's like Mm.
1: they can even like make it something like you know Criterion Collection, which is you know like a very curated section of like their own games and maybe a few others. That's like the same price point, like a higher price point, but you know like kind of offsets the cost. Maybe I don't know.
0: Yeah, like um, for folks at home, Criterion Collection refers to I think it's a company in the US that actually like licenses, usually like kind of indie cinema or classic cinema and kind of repackages them with some extra features in like, you know, limited run, like DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff. So yeah. Like, like very kind of, like yeah. Yeah.
1: high quality remasters as well. Yeah. Like old films that don't really have it. Yeah. So it's like, I guess in that west sense, it doesn't really relate, but it's like, um you know, like, I know I just don't like game trials don't appeal to me personally as someone who very much wants a way to play, they're like their games cheaper even if it's yeah. much later i mean discounts happen but it's like you know it's like imagine if like Mars morales was on there like day one or something and it's just like yeah that's worth the price because i'm not really willing to pay like 60 dollars minimum to play it yeah for something i'm going to spend like 10 hours with
0: yeah so it's just yeah like when i was looking up the cyberpunk like the city project red story like i had like the kind of the had Cyberpunk 2077, like, in searched in Google, and then basically saw the ad, like, Big W and, like, JB Hi-Fi have the PlayStation 4 version of Cyberpunk, which has the free next-gen upgrade for 29 bucks. But then if you want to buy it from PSN, it's $69, you know. Which yeah. is still discounted, quote-unquote, but it's, like, there's such a discrepancy there between physical and digital still um, that, yeah, I guess you Trying to, if you can lower that barrier, like especially that, like you have a digital co- version of the PS Five, so you don't have yeah. access to discs. So, and I'm sure there are a lot of people like that, whether they they wanted to save some money up front, or they, uh, or that was the only thing that was available. Let's let's be honest that a lot of people are probably in that situation. So, you know, you're like kind of getting that. There's such a discrepancy there that that like something like the games you know you're getting an extra discount or like oh his 6 months or tw- 12 months after a game is released um it it's it's included as part of your subscription that would be really cool
1: yeah cuz i could see them carrying over like i just remembered playstation now had a few offers over the years where you know like god of war was there like a year after release for like 2 yeah. months or something or like yeah. even less i'm not sure something like that like, that would, you know, that would be good too. Like, that'd mm. be... I'd like the idea of, ha- like, I'm just... I'm kind of hoping the the selection of games in the extra tier, like the middle one, is good. <laughs> I'm actually... Because I'm not sure what to expect. Like, I'm hoping it's actually worth, you know, yeah. that money. Cause that's because that's what EA that, does. would be nice
0: to me. Like, EA Play has got the vault. And, like, when a game gets added to the vault, it's like any EA Play member can access it. Can, yeah, can download but, it. So, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: So, that'd be i don't know i'm I'm really hoping for enough value from my perspective mm. and um otherwise i'm just kind of curious to see what it actually looks like like you know are they going to like you know be competing with game pass hard or they, is it really just going to be like a pretty mundane boost to playstation plus
0: yeah i guess you know what knowing our luck we'll, we'll find out very soon <laughs> yeah i bet on the second yeah. one to be honest <laughs> but, <laughs> Yeah, hopes are higher. So, yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. Well, speaking of subscription subscription services and you know companies making even more money out of their consumers, Rockstar Games announced its its own subscription service, but this time it's only for GTA Online. So uh, GTA Online, uh, you know, earlier this month it came to. So, GTA Five as well as GTA Online came to the PS5 and the Xbox Series consoles earlier this month. And um, just this past week, um, Rockstar Games announced GTA Plus, which launches, I guess by the time this goes up, it should be live. And what that'll right. be is um, it's priced at about US $6 a month. It's only for people on current gen versions of the game, so PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S. Um, basically, you pay a subscription, you get some regular perks every month. First off, you get $500,000 in in game cash, you get unlocks for previous game updates, uh, you get vehicle upgrades, and other bonuses. Also, you can buy um, upgraded shark cards, which are like, you know, kind of, I guess, booster cards. <laughs> Yeah you can it, buy yeah. I <laughs> With want to real like, money. state
1: that I yeah. want to state that specifically you can buy improved yes. shot cards
0: you get so, access to more
2: <laughs> so you, more, you get like, the ability
0: energy. you so you get you unlock the ability to spend more in game to spend more on the game
1: yeah like it it increases the value yeah. <laughs> of maybe
0: yeah and and that'll allow you to get more cash in game yeah which is kind of like Sort of like, you know, not pay to win, but like, you know, and you can like basically unlock a whole bunch of points. It's like a points card basically, but it's a virtual card. Okay. Use real money to buy a virtual card to get virtual money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're paying a real money subscription to spend more real money to buy virtual cards to get more virtual money.
1: That's great deal, Value. Great deal. <laughs> oh god.
0: Uh yes. Um and okay, so the first month, so starting on the twenty ninth of March, going to the end of April, you're automatically gonna get five hundred thousand dollars cash sent to your May's bank account. Um you get a very fast car called the Principal Diveste Eight, which I'm sure is based on something sorry, the Principe Deveste Eight. I like how they went Italian for the first two words, and then the last word they're like, "Yep, yeah, just we've got we've got, we've, got, we've got we've got Americans to talk about," and <laughs> clearly they they can't handle that.
1: I mean, um, it, it says a, sorry, it says a lot about how infected my brain's been by wrestling over the last few years. Well, yeah. but that make it reminds you of how like there was a WrestleMania called I think there was a few, but there was one called like X Eight. It was like you know X for ten. Mm. dash. And then the number eight, <laughs> rather oh, than yeah. you know the actual Roman numerals. Roman numerals, because
0: I knew people couldn't. Oh my god! Because <laughs> wouldn't that just be WrestleMania eighteen?
1: <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is.
2: <laughs> oh
0: god! Otherwise, oh my god, these X-8. Roman numerals are so boring. We need to spice them up. Wow. Oh my god, that's hilarious! So you get um, so you you get early access to an in-game upgrade, um, that. So, basically, you get it before everyone else does. Plus, you also get a couple of special liveries for it. Um, you've also got some... So, the auto shop in La Mesa. So, I guess players who play this a lot will definitely get what I'm talking about here. So, the auto the shop in La Mesa has got some gameplay updates from uh, Los Santos Tuners. Um, if you're already an auto shop owner, you can relocate to La, La Mesa for no extra cost. Um, you've also got... They waive your car meet membership fees so you don't need to um, so the $50,000 you'd normally pay will get reimbursed to you. <laughs> um, if you're a yacht owner you can upgrade to the Aquarius Super Yacht for no extra money. The, the Gusset or Goosey Frog Tee and broker Prolapse Basketball Top and Shorts are automatically added to your wardrobe. A conveyor livery for the Mammoth Avenger the HVY APC and the TM02 Kanjali. Um, uh, gets that special livery. You get a selection of free paints and emblems for the auto shop. You get... um, So you get three times the money and points on the Special Works Race Series. And you also get two times the car meet rep on the street races. The trick to this is that you need to claim all these benefits before they expire. So even though you're paying for this service, you still need to actively claim... I guess like with PlayStation Plus or something, you know, you have to claim the free game before... It, it expires for it to be added to your yeah. account. So th- I guess the same thing applies here. So you've got that fear of missing out, let FOMO that FOMO yeah. kind of like effect like in full swing right here. Um for <laughs> regular people, events will carry on quote as normal. Um so if you play for free, if you're not willing to pay for the membership, it's not like you're gonna miss out on anything yet. Um the the key difference to to think about here is that while this is similar to the Fortnite crew pass for uh, Epic Games as Fortnite Fortnite is a free to play game. G T 5 is not a free game. You have to pay for it up front. And then on top of that um PlayStation 5 players will get GTA online for free for the f- for until the uh, middle of June. Whereas Xbox players can buy GTA online standalone for twenty bucks US. But I believe for for that June until June it's half price, ten bucks US. So unless you're on a PS five, you're not getting you're not gonna get the game for free. And even then, you're not gonna get it for free if you get it later, like past June. Yeah. So it's like it's it's like I mean, I guess it's like a a battle pass, like you could think of it as a battle yeah. pass so it's I was like, about
1: to say yeah because yeah, it lasts from the end of march to the end of april so it's basically a battle pass except it's really half assed and it's just a bunch of crap yeah <laughs> seemingly it doesn't seem very good
0: yeah like i think that's the difference between that's why it's it's good i guess that's why rockstar's been clever about not calling it a battle pass and calling yeah. it a subscription because a battle plot a battle pass is like something you you level up in you upgrade and you usually have a free tier like a free lane and then you have a premium lane Reason this is just like not nah, just just pay and you just get a whole bunch of benefits and because it's like at this lower price we're not gonna don't ex like it, it'll probably end up costing more than a battle pass because with battle passes like you kind of like you can buy them and they usually go for like three to four months or in the case of like destiny sometimes like six months so yeah. Yeah. Whereas this is like a guaranteed like six dollars a month US that you're gonna be paying,
2: um, yeah. yeah. It's like, like even with, yeah.
1: I'm not sure if it compares to much else. The only comparison I saw personally was the Fortnite one because mm. Fortnite crew is like separate from the Battle Pass yeah. that they also offer. But you yeah. with the crew one, you get the Battle Pass as part of the price, which I don't know how expensive they normally are. But um, and those last for mm. like 40 days or something. Yeah. from what I saw. Um, and then you also get like in-game currency which is like kind of you know the purchased you can only buy it in-game currency like you can't earn it yeah. in the same way you can in GTA Five, where it's like my impression 500k doesn't actually seem like a ton of money for yeah. something you're paying real money for like maybe it is like I kind of got the impression like you can spend a big chunk of time making that yeah if you've been playing so for it's a while, like so. a time
0: savings that's the thing like it's yeah. one of those things where it's like if you got money here's some extra like you get three times the payouts, or double the payouts, or there's no fees for members. You know, there's. I feel like it's it's probably designed for people who are like you know, older, like you know, late twenties or like people who are working have have that spare income. They might mm. not be as like they might be time poor, and but well, they just all, don't play yeah. much else. Yeah, I know those bugs exist. Too. That's true. That's true. There are people who just like kind of like yeah, this is their game, like like FIFA is their game or Destiny or Apex, whatever. So I guess like you know what. Yeah, like, I'm going to read out, uh, hello, Scavenger, Um, thank you for joining us again, oh, always great to have you here, uh, and uh, Scavenger says, I dislike very much what games have become with all the microtransactions.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, not the end of it, uh, today. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: don't, don't expect it to go anywhere, um, but yeah, John, I guess uh, where we can go is back to the land of lawsuits and Activision Blizzard's Back in the corner this time. John, tell us what's happening this week.
1: Yes. Um, more upsetting news with Activision Blizzard as part of their ongoing suite of legal trouble. Um, this is this new one was a lawsuit filed on March 23rd. Um, it was on behalf of a plaintiff um, only named Jane Doe, you mm. know, anonymous. Mm. Um she alleges that she's been subject to sexual harassment and discrimination while working at Activision Blizzard, and she's kind of, she's, as part of the lawsuit, she's named Activision Blizzard, Blizzard Entertainment, three former Blizzard employees, two current employees, and does one through 25, or quote, does one through 25 as defendants, which I, yeah, um, 25 defendants. <laughs> I, I think that's what it means. I'm actually not sure. Um, yeah, so... It's it's kind of run-of-the-mill in terms of what we've heard from Activision Blizzard, but I felt it was worth going over again um, as well, I suppose. Um, yeah, so most of the allegations, a lot of them involve um, a former Blizzard staffer called, named Mark Skorupa, um he's a current microsoft employee as well um he's kind of he made sexual co- comments yeah i thought that was kind oh, of God. rich wasn't it yeah um Scarifer made sexual comments and advancements towards doe um so stuff like putting his hand on does lap during lunch on a first day um giving like long uncomfortable hugs like unwelcomed hugs um and just you know kind of yeah the exact kind of stuff that should. Not be in a workplace and should be able to be squashed relatively easily.
0: It's, Um, yeah, it's like, it's like stereotypical, like what you think of like a, you know, sleazy manager, but it's like happening now.
1: Yes. Um, So the lawsuit tries to kind of present like um, her experience as a repeated pattern of kind of being dismissed by both managers and HR by human resources. So, um, yeah, so when she kind of brought her to HR, it was kind of yeah, her complaints were generally dismissed and then she was actually asked to keep all of her issue, all her issues, concerns, recordings, and emails to herself because they could quote be very damaging to Activision Blizzard. Um which again isn't quite new for Activision Blizzard. It's like a lot of this is kind of like being reminded like, oh that's right, they did this as well. Um yeah, so yeah, so as part of the lawsuit, it kind of also alleges that her she was kind of um what's the word like her as an employee she was kind of held back yeah like she was she wasn't able to gain the employee the position she applied for and as part of the examples she the lawsuit offers she was actually she you know interviewed for a role she didn't get it but she feels was part of this you know ongoing discrimination and um and like, and instead, a, less, a quote, less qualified receptionist, um, got the job, and they were fired after they were quote, like, because she was not qualified for the position. So it's oh, I don't know, like, uh, you know, so um, I'm not sure what the term for it is, but it's like it's kind of, it's fair to see that as like direct evidence that she feels yeah. in the right, you know, as yeah. part of her allegations. Um, Doe Jane Doe. Wrote to the former Blizzard president J. Allen Brack, um, yeah, which we haven't heard from in a while, I think. Um, but yeah, he exited the company soon after these lawsuits, when I understand. If I remember, I mean. Um, yep. Yeah, so when she did this, she was kind of offered a new position, um, but the one had a like significant, a quote significant decrease in pay, and then the lawsuit also. Ledges that she, um, her manager often set her up to fail, as uh, like while she was in this position. Um, and lastly, Activision Blizzard or Mark, neither Activision Blizzard or Microsoft have commented on the lawsuit since it was uh, filed. So it's um, yeah, kind of more of than all as far as Activision Blizzard goes. Um, very yeah. upsetting
0: though, but um, which is yeah, yeah like like the these like more like the fact that she's filing a lawsuit on and representing like you know potentially 24 other women like or, and maybe more cuz i think like there were 1 to 25 um let's see let's see the suit names Activision Blizzard Blizzard Entertainment three former blizzard employees two current employees and those 1 through 25 as defendants Like, is it John Doe? That's what it
1: says. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did not figure that out.
0: Yeah, so, like, the way it makes so, like, these Does, I guess, could be John Doe's. I think John Doe's and Jendo's. So, men and women who, um, so it's like, what? That's like 30 people there. Yeah, 3, 2, 25 plus one. Yeah, so there's like 30 people plus both companies, plus Activision, Blizzard, and Blizzard as defendants. You know, there's that means that there's this is like a lot of people. Like it's not just like one or two people. Like actually listing multiple people as like pointing towards a systemic problem. It's I, I I'm just like I'm I'm just thinking like how many more? How much longer can Microsoft go without commenting? You know, like do 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 you see the Activision Blizzard deal maybe getting called off? If like oh, if there's no. enough.
1: No, I don't actually this is too big. I think they're just gonna they're just not gonna say anything yeah until it actually happens. And they're gonna be very like I don't know, unless something else huge happens, but even then I bet they're gonna not gonna say anything. Yeah, they don't have
0: to. yeah. And and I guess like from a like a again, from the SEC's point of view, the Security Exchange Commission, you know, in, in America, like there's a lot of scrutiny on this because it's a big deal and it's involving shareholders. So there's like, you know, public interest there in terms of money, you know. So it's yeah. like microsoft can't maybe microsoft's like can't talk about it too much but i feel like um from like a like an ethical point of view like you know you you want something from microsoft you know like
1: yeah especially after microsoft to kind of you know spent years building themselves up to a into a like or at least on the xbox side into a company that's you know trustworthy yeah, especially in like contrast to all these other game companies that just continue to have all these exposés. I don't think Microsoft had much so no, far. No, I, unless I'm missing, remembering something. No,
2: remembering.
0: it wasn't. It was like nothing at Microsoft was as big as what we've seen coming out of you know, Ubisoft, Activision, Blizzard, Quantic Dream, even like Team yeah. Seventeen and stuff. Like you know, it's yeah, and and Probably a lot of Sony the with oh like, yes, last Blizzard week we well. had um, like last week we had the uh. Like like a lot of those, like there's eight women stepping forward after Sony saying, calling, like calling, calling out saying, hey, where, where are these people you're ta- where are these women you're talking about have been affected? And then bang, they're, 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 yeah. out, they're out of the woodwork, like coming forward, which is like pretty, pretty, like pretty brave. Like that's pretty, like, I don't know how else to say, but that's a pretty like ballsy move, P- pardon the pun. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty, pretty like brave step to take. Yeah, I'm just, you know, it's just disappointing to to see this day in day out, like reporting on it every week and just like nothing really moving forward, like no progress being made. I think that's the worst part.
1: Yeah, well, it sounds like this is kind of. I'm not even sure if it's recent. It sounds like it was, um, you know, it could have been. Well, I mean, I, like knowing that it would surprise me either way, but yeah, it's just like it feels more like another upsetting awful chunk of Activision Blizzard's, you know, history over the last decades. Yeah. Like it's coming to light again, you know.
0: Like, like, here here are the complaints, right? Sexual harassment, uh, hyphen, hostile work environment in violation of the Fair Employment and Housing like Act. I think that's FEHA. So this is being filed in California where that DFEH lawsuit happened. So this is the same state that's already like, suing Activision. Um, well, I guess that's because yeah. it's,
1: like... Is Activision Blizzard based in LA? Like, That's probably part of it, I think it right? might
0: be. Oh. I think Activision might be. But... Okay. Oh, and I guess, like, Activision Blizzard. But then, I think, like, Blizzard itself, I think is based in... Bellevue, Washington, or Seattle? Anyway, well, like... Okay. It's... it's Yeah. um, And then, like, let's see. So, sexual harassment uh, and... And this is... The first complaint is like hostile work environment. Second one is sexual harassment. Quid pro quo in violation. Which... Quid pro quo? I don't know what that means. I'm trying oh, to remember what that Oh, it's like in exchange. Means. In exchange. Okay. In violation. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yep, yep. Uh, number three, failure to prevent harassment. Number four, sexual favoritism. Number five, retaliation. Number six, sexual battery number seven intentional infliction of emotional distress like those are pretty big complaints mm. like yeah it's not you know it's not it's mm.
1: a variety of allegations yeah number of
0: things 100% like the fact that these things are even being brought up you know like why Why is it even why are we even in a situation where this is something that is like accepted like this is just believable Yet yeah, that happened that's that's just you know like we should be in a place where it's like oh my god this has happened why is this why is this happening like like I wish it wasn't like just a, part of a series of allegations.
1: Yeah, it's not. You say that and it's like oh yeah this one kind of went under the radar a bit because mm. of course it did because all these stories kind of unless they're just kind of gigantic they so rarely catch fire and in this yeah. case it's like it's very. Like, it's not that it shouldn't get the time it deserves, like in the spotlight and the terms of, like, you know, on behalf of the, like, the um, Jane Doe mentioned, Mm. but like, it is like very literally repeating information people are aware of that goes on within Activision Blizzard. It's just like, it's so, like, it's not, it's understandable in the point that it's like just kind of logically, but it shouldn't be understandable that people can just kind of read it. It's like, oh, yeah, heard that before and then not really gaining any traction Mm. so
0: yeah I wonder when we're gonna start getting like I think widespread exposés about the Australian industry I wonder when that if that might happen
1: oh we mentioned that a little bit last week
0: actually but yeah I Um, guess we with the Annapurna like on the story Mm. with um yeah no but I guess like a bit more widespread but who knows you know like that'll that'll happen we'll we'll um we'll find out more. I I I have a feeling like we're not that far away from like a big scandal here which is which is worrying. But yeah, you know, I guess like moving from one one uh dumpster fire to another one potentially. Uh <laughs> CD Polish developer CD Projekt Red announced uh the next quote unquote installment in the Witcher saga. Or oh, it's uh in the Witcher video game series. And it's, a, quote, a new saga for the franchise. The big story here is that CD Projekt Red is moving away from its in-house Red engine, which powered The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. Um, and I think it's powered all their games, but especially The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt and um, Cyberpunk 2077. And and now uh, the company's entering a, quote, strategic partnership with Epic Games uh to 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 work exclusively on Unreal Engine 5 and also work i guess quote uh, let's see uh a strategic partnership with Epic Games and it in, and it also includes quote technical development of Unreal Engine 5 and potential future revisions of the engine and this is to make sure that the engine is like suitable for an open world game cuz as you know <laughs> i guess as rockstar games uh not not obsidian um bethesda like even like ea have proven like developing like open world games have like a, a quite a bit of jank and like bugs but this was especially like noticeable in like even even the witcher 3 wild hunt when it launched it had a lot of bugs like let's see so next witcher will start as an epic games store exclusive then this is from scavenger so apparently no because so this is this is more a technical partnership in terms of engine um but we've got to remember that um cd project red runs its own game store good old games gog so i i would be really really surprised to see if like the witcher 4 whatever it's called is exclusive to epic game store on pc i i highly doubt that's going to be the case
2: No. What... yeah I, I think it's yeah. kind
1: of like separate divisions in this case so like, yeah. you know it's like similar to what we mentioned earlier with like sony working mm. with microsoft for azure it's like it's kind of different at least that's my impression it's like mm. different departments wanting different things yeah from just like a technical side so it's like you know maybe it could like lead into like a deeper relationship mm, mm. but yeah i think it's a it's a good I mean... point to mention
0: though I mean, like, there's nothing to say that Epic couldn't buy (laughs) CD Projekt Red sometime in the future, and yeah, maybe do something, do something there. Like, I mean, look what happened with uh, was Haven Studios working with PlayStation, and then now got acquired a year later because you know they're working on a new game. They've got expertise with multiplayer. Sony needs help in that regard. Why not? (laughs) So, I mean. It, it would probably be a really big shock considering, you know, GOG. But I think what would have to happen would be like GOG would be split out and like the development side of CD Projekt Red would get bought out, not the like kind of the game distribution side.
1: Yeah. Well, they're like a publicly ch- traded company now. Yeah. So like, I'm not sure if that would make it easier or it'd make it more expensive, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. not sure if it'd make it easier or harder for yeah. another company to purchase them.
0: Yeah. And like, let's not forget cyberpunk 2077 launched it was like unplayable for most people like especially on ps4 like the frame rates were so low that you you couldn't actually play it like that you you couldn't actually the button inputs you'd put in your controller just wouldn't register properly in time the and the inputs you'd make wouldn't be in reaction to anything actually happening on screen now it would be you know whatever's on screen (laughs) like you know seconds ago potentially that's what happens when you're playing with a really choppy, unstable game like that. It, it was clear that it, it, like the, cu- the previous-gen consoles couldn't handle it. And it was barely playable on PS4 Pro. So, Sony... Like, let's not forget, Sony pulled the game off its store shelves and all physical release until June last year. Or June. Yeah, June last year. So, for like six to seven months, Cyberpunk 2077 was not available on one of the key consoles' families like that's that's pretty fucked up
1: yeah so when you think about it this makes a lot of smart sense yeah yeah uh, like yeah don't keep using your broken engine and i mean like i I don't know we'll see like i think there was some mention recently about how they don't want to crunch anymore after how horrific it went with cyberpunk um so curious to actually hold to that Mm, mm. i bet they don't but like um
0: Yeah, Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm I'm just, like, it makes sense, like, let the engine people focus on the engine, that's their, they've proven themselves, like, doing really well with that, like, Unreal Engine's used, like, Disney uses it for, like, the Mandalorian and, and things like that, like, the engine has gotten to a point where it's, like, Hollywood is using it for its, like, CGI and things like that, so, like, Epic Games has got the money and the capital to kind of keep developing Unreal Engine and the tooling for it. So I guess it makes sense from a CD Projekt Red point of view. It's like maybe it's just better if we take the hit up front like from a licensing point of view. Like, you know, we have to pay for it. But I'm sure when your company is big as CD Projekt Red, I'm sure like Epic Games is like... I'm sure Epic Games is going to work out a special deal with you. Like, come on. (laughs) Like, you know, an Unreal Unreal Engine logo on the front of a CD Projekt Red or like an Epic Games logo in front of that is like a big get. It would have been bigger news probably before cyberpunk <laughs> or like yeah, say. um or like yeah like or if cyberpunk was good <laughs> um, yeah it of. would be like okay we're gonna make it even better but now it's like no we're gonna go from we're just gonna try and avoid making it like a game that's unplayable at launch and yeah and and i guess unreal engine 5 i can't think of any open world games that use it or any games that actually use it i think there might only be like one or two Ah, sure oh, the new Godfall um, was one of them, but that yeah. new Square Enix game
1: is using it. Forsaken, for, S- right? Forspoken. Sp- sp- for spoken. For
0: f- yeah. Forspoken. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all right. Unreal Engine Five. Yeah, because it's not Pretty like sure. it's um. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I think it is. Let, let, let me double check that. Forspoken, Unreal Engine Five. So was that. There was that Matrix.
1: Oh yeah, that's there was right. that yeah, Matrix okay.
0: Awakens demo. I'm just trying to think um
1: yeah, maybe it is further along than I realized. Maybe I was misremembering.
0: Let's see. No, cuz I think that's still using the Luminous engine. Oh, that's like the yep. the um totally wrong. <laughs> the uh the Final Fantasy engine. Yeah, like Matrix Awakens Fortnite. Um it's going to switch to Unreal Engine 5 in the future. Redfall, the one from Arcane Studios. That one, there was like that kind of like left for dead style game with the vampires dream house the game okay this okay house construction simulator makes sense there's a game called ill from team clout which i've never heard of echoes of the end from mirakura games never heard of black myth wukong yeah okay these are now oh, just that games one at... that one no black myth is like
1: a chinese yes yeah, so i was gonna chinese. say like developed game yeah
0: yeah um arcades 2 it's an mmorpg wow Okay, Arcage is one of the largest MMORPGs ever made. Hmm. Okay. Ah, yes. Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2. Gotcha. Yep, Dragon Quest Twelve, like the remake. Stalker 2. Okay, so there are like some games coming out, but nothing like really, really soon.
2: And mm-hmm. yeah, it's 2. Adding,
0: yeah,
1: it's getting added to the back of a long line of mm-hmm. late, like, you know, future games.
0: Yep arc 2 or oh, vin diesel's arc 2 as we <laughs> shall henceforth oh, yeah. call it and yeah the, the upcoming right. witcher game so yeah like I, i'm just like this this is good news i hope that um like i hope that this means a better experience for players because that's what really really matters at the end um uh scavenger adds if epic thinks they can make two dollars by spending one dollar to make it exclusive for a few months they'd splash the cash whether CD Projekt Red are desperate enough to feel the need to take it is another story. Yeah, uh, that's that's true. Like, I guess if it's not an out-and-out out exclusive, it only needs to be exclusive for, like, six months or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, the Game of the Year edition comes out and it's on Steam and Origin, whatever it's out on. Like, yeah,
1: it's... Like, I could... I mm. know, oh I suppose I could see it. I don't know. I'm not really... I think it's like a f- very far out. Like by the time we hear about the Witcher again, it's probably like the Epic Games store might be gone. <laughs> like probably not, <laughs> but it's like, it's going to be a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, we'll be like talking about Epic Games subscription service.
1: Yeah. because <laughs> I think Gog's really slowed down as well. Cause I think last time <sighs> yeah. there was a story about it. It's like, it really doesn't make money. <laughs> it was like the main um, Yeah, Yeah, it.
0: It always came across as like a passion project like yeah. it's sort of like the Criterion Collection thing in a way where it's like Gog does a, Gog does a good job of trying to get old games to run on new systems and get the right licensing make sure the developers are paid and things like that but you know like that's 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 why I I I think the likelihood of like if say Epic Games buys CD Projekt Red I can see the Gog team being folded out like it being separated out into its own company just to make that deal happen um because yeah like i don't think it i think that would like put the final nail nail in the coffin for gog if like it's, yeah it's like a big it's like imagine like you had like an independent music store and then like some big chain bought it out you'd be like yeah like isn't that just what happens yeah i mean yeah i guess that's true <laughs> and, then everyone, and then everyone forgets camped. about game everyone forgets about stores anyway but yeah anyway um let's let's move on to the next story which is uh like this is this is just like this is like another shitstorm, but this is one that's like happening right now and that's to do with gran turismo 7 and polyphony digital john scavenger i think you might appreciate this as well because you are also a a racing fan but you're you're i believe your team xbox this is this is a dumpster fire over at playstation john tell us what's going on
1: yeah it's it's really dumb I think i'll start with um yeah so i'll, I'll kind of explain to it because it it's been like a little bit of a saga since release mm. so like on march 4 when the game actually released um when players like actually got access to it and this was like after reviewers so like reviewers didn't have access to like the store of gt sport like gt7 like in terms of like microtransactions transactions and stuff like that um so when When the game launched players found like major increases the car prices and microtransactions compared to what they were in Gran Turismo sport which is the Mm. ps4 entry released last um so yeah it's like background sport let players buy individual cars as microtransactions microtransactions like i think on top of what you could buy in game but i'm not sure about that um so each car costs between a dollar fifty and seven dollars fifty about in on in australian dollars uh, so for example, the Porsche 919 9- hybrid 16. Uh, this is all from Verge and Video Game Chronicle, by the way. Yeah. Um yeah, so the hybrid 16 cost $4.55 in Grand Tourism Sport, just to kind of set a baseline. So in GT7, you can buy chunks of like you know, amounts of credits in-game, just like GT <laughs> GTA. Um, so you get a hundred dollars, yeah. a hundred thousand credits for 375 australian then it goes 250 for 755 seven fifty $750, thousand for 15 dollars and then 2 million for 30 dollars um yeah so it's yeah so again to compare that price you can get like individual cars for like a dollar 50 and 750 in sport so that's just in contrast so in so that same car for that you could buy for like five dollars in sport it costs three million credits in gt7 which means you have to spend about sixty dollars if you want all the money you need to get it. Mm. Um around there, like let's say yeah, so at least like fifty or like hours and hours of
0: winning races to get enough credits. Yeah. So it's
1: incredibly expensive to the point that if you want it the hard way, it would take hours of gameplay. Which you know, it's just it's the point is it's much much worse than sport and it was very a very deliberate change to what players kind of wanted and expected so for example like the, i'm not sure if it's been confirmed yet but in the state of play before the game launch, there was a car that was 20 million credits to get it i'm not sure if that's still the case it might not be um but if that was if it still is that costs around 400 if you want to buy, buy it outright um and also that's another point is that these legendary cars that are incredibly expensive also rotate out rotate out of the store so there's kind of another like fear of missing out element there as well like so it's like oh you have to spend 300 right now otherwise i'm not going to get that car in a few weeks or so or however long um and lastly players can't sell their cars to earn credits like in previous gaming series so the only way you can really get money is by like really grinding it out. Like you can play naturally and earn that stuff, you know, the way you normally do. But it's like so slow that it like it really doesn't
0: encourage players to do it that way. Yeah. Um, and, and this is like off the back of what a thirty-hour outage caused by the one point oh seven update that went up last week. No, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say
0: that, just, that. This is just that launch. Uh, this is what
1: people figured out right as it came out. Yeah. So yeah. two weeks later there was a new patch, version 1.07, that this patch, all it really did was target a number of events that players kind of figured out earned them the most money over time. Um, They kind of targeted these ones and reduced how much they pay out each, except for a couple where they kind of increased them a lot. But, you know, it's all kind of the same level um, at the end of it. So aside from, yeah, so most were slashed significantly. Players were very naturally upset about it. And then around this pretty much the same time because there was um a two-hour maintenance um period that was kind of it was happening because of the new patch being mm. launched um this two hours ended up stretching out into more than 30 hours it's like a full-blown outage that lasted more than a day and because of the way that the games most features of grand turismo 7 are always online and can't really be accessed so the game is like largely unplayable Yes. If you're online, offline. Yes. So most of the game just couldn't be played at all. And that's including like the single player content, yeah. like the campaign of the game is online. Yeah. Because all so, the
0: all the tracking of the credits and the experience and everything is done online. Yeah. It's
1: like it's kind of like similar to how like Hitman does it, you know. It's like it's like all it's really tracking are like the card numbers and not really anything else. Yeah. But it means that always has to be online. Um, no, I guess that's not the best <laughs> that might not be the best example. Just what it reminded me of um yeah and then to, a day after that gt7 became sony's lowest user score ever on metacritic metacritic so it, it dropped bombed. it took by five oh yeah and then as of like what when we're talking now it's 2.4 so it's still steadily dropping apparently um good on players for doing that and then a few days later on march 22nd um it was reported that players had figured out how to set up scripts like you know, like you know, programming yes. to grind um, out credits without playing. So this is from what's being reported, it means using the remote play feature that lets you play on your phone, or if you're you've got a Vita like I do, yeah, <laughs> play on your Vita or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, PC. That's probably how they're actually doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so
0: so essentially you, you figure out okay, there's there's one race I can do and, and like if i just keep doing it on a loop i'm just going to keep getting credits and what you do is you figure out you know what are the turns when do i break what what are what are the menu options to go straight to the next like just replay the event so you just programmed all those button presses in an automated script and because you're playing cuz it's it's running on the pc through the remote player you're running the script and all the inputs are going to your ps5 or on on or ps4 in the other room so it's oh, like okay. So, this is how players are getting around It's like okay you're gonna you're gonna make make this a grind well, then I'm gonna automate that grind through the tools I already have,
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, by doing exactly what beer said, which I actually didn't realize the full extent of that that's yeah, it's actually, crazy man that's it's crazy um yeah, <laughs> so
0: it's the ingenious level of that, <laughs> yeah,
1: and how much <laughs> they really don't wanna play for this like for this amount of you know, what they're getting out of it, so yeah. they might as well Like, if, it if like, so Twitch
0: Plays Pokemon was, like, a fun experiment, like, this is actually players trying to get control back. <laughs> this is a different
1: yeah. way of doing it. Yeah, so, as it was reported, I think it's just on Reddit or something, Um. apparently this generates 15 million a day in credits, so kind of to go back to those prices, it costs 2 million for $30. So, yeah. So it, it's a lot like crypto, except it's better because it's not crypto but it sounds more useful um so it's like an nft that
0: has value that actually will help you today not it's a promise someday
1: (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) it's like unlike nfts which are like innately useless it has actual usefulness (laughs)
0: Like, like i mean let's let's be honest like this it's not like this like I'm not gonna say games aren't useless, and like it's not changing the world, but at least you're getting some enjoyment, or you're getting some. You can actually buy something with yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like that's <laughs> I,
1: It's like unlike crypto, which doesn't really help the planet in any way, It yeah. really only hurts it. At least this way, it uses energy, which is what it reminded me of crypto.
0: At least people are getting a little more out of it. <laughs> so, so, so while all your mates are crypto mining, you're you're running automated scripts <laughs> in Grand Turismo.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ostensibly generating the same type of thing, and so he, here's the thing. So, um, uh, just just so before we move on, scavenger, um who's an avid Forza fan, um, he added, "Oh no, this situation is not giving me a lot of confidence for Forza Motorsport, which is the kind of the up the upcoming reboot of the Forza series from Turn Ten Studios. Um, especially given the situation with Halo Infinite, which had a lot of problems in terms of pricing of." Like, there's a lot of things in the store that like you you can spend a lot of money there and you don't get a lot of rewards for just playing the game. Um, and this is what I mean when I say I dislike very much what tr- microtransactions are doing to games, especially full-priced games. Artificial increasing the credit-slash-point scoring time to promote bullshit paid-to-accelerate features in a game you've already paid for is astonishing. Like, yeah, <laughs> you, you, Let me let me... Like John, I think you're gonna talk about it, but like the, the um, the uh, okay. So before the apology comes, there was a statement released on the eighteenth. So like the day after, right? So Kazunori Yamauchi, who who writes this update, he wrote on the official Gran Turismo Seven, uh, the Gran Turismo website, like an explanation for the pricing changes, right? <laughs> <laughs> In Gran Turismo 7, I would like to have users enjoy lots of cars and races, even without microtransactions. At the same time, the pricing of cars is an important element that conveys their value and rarity. So I do think it's important for it to be linked with real-world prices.
1: Oh, yeah. That's like a separate thing. Because <sighs> like cars can, like I think like the really expensive ones, they'll kind of like adjust their pricing over time which is apparently accurate to whatever they cost in real life.
2: Which I will say, I actually don't hate
1: the idea of it. It's a cool idea, but... As long as you're getting enough money where it's like you're not feeling like you're being drained of all your time. Yeah, so it's
0: like you're getting less payouts per game, uh, per race. The prices are going up across the... Because that effectively increases the prices for all the cars because of the increased investment you need to put in there, right? And then on top of that, there's there's a rarity factor for these cars, which... Like, there's, like, a whole market. You can buy you can buy used cars, new cars, things like that. So, it's, like, kind of mimics real world, right? But why? <laughs> why does it have to? Like, the whole point. Like, it's, like, it's impossible to get a car now anyway because prices are through the roof. Like, why do you have to replicate that in a game? Well, no,
1: I don't think it's the used car's part.
0: I think it's no, just no, the it's expensive just, ones. Yeah, I'm just saying. But, no, but... Like, that fluctuating thing about rarity, like, cars will come in and out. Like, that's a cool idea. But then the fact that their their value fluctuates with the real-world value and things like that, that's... It, it It just... You're right. If you were getting lots of credits and stuff, it would be fun. But... Mm. I. But I guess, like, you give enough credits where it seems fair, but not so much that it's just trivial to get the cars, right? Yeah. So, so then, like... It, it is kind of like nfting it because you know like because like they're all tied to like some real world they're always tied to some sort of like coin of some kind which fluctuates in value and stuff as well so it's like oh it's all virtual anyway but it's like the, the, well yeah I'm just well like, i think it. the
1: idea with the expensive ones having price fluctuations is like what they talked about before it came out which is like car culture it's like you're kind of yeah. getting a sense like when they have like fluctuating prices you kind of get a sense it's like well, I don't know I don't I'm not sure it has much value I'm not trying to defend it too much yeah. I just think it's kind of a neat idea in a game that otherwise doesn't you know it's like for the high level cars it has this like yeah. odd little feature that doesn't mean anything yeah um but the, but then there's the other idea where they're kind of cycling in and out of the store so I don't even really know how you're really getting a good sense of what they cost Unless there's, I guess, like a little like stock tracker next to it, sort of. Yeah. I don't like,
0: know. The fact that you have to have like, I'm sure, like, like Ultimate Team on FIFA, where you got to have like a web page open with fluctuating prices that you can see. You yeah. Know, it's, it's it's like you are know, the stock market, you got your crypto page, and now you've got your Gran Turismo car page. <laughs> <laughs> and and the thing is, like, yeah. he he ends that update on the 18th with this sentence, which I love. I love this sentence. We would really appreciate it if everyone could watch over the growth of Gran Turismo Seven from a somewhat longer point of view. I was like, yeah. guys, you gotta see it. Like, we're thinking like years down the track. Like, imagine like Gran Turismo being a like, it's a service game. Like, you gotta imagine like over time, it'll make sense.
1: Yeah, I like. Ugh. It's like I think, like I get what he's saying. I really don't. He really is obviously missing the point, or just kind of lying about it. Yeah. But like, I kind I mean, of. To see be the fair, idea where he's like,
0: Japanese, so this could be like, who knows how well translated this is? You know what I mean? Oh, fair enough. Yeah. But it's
1: like, in my mind, there's an appeal in like having an economy where everyone ends up kind of with a pretty different garage down the line. You know, because he like it's so. No, and that it should be really hard to get them. Like I guess in theory it would be more like there'll be so many cars,
2: yeah.
1: In that, and I think there kind of is like there's hundreds of cars in it. But like, I yeah. I kind of get what he's going for there, but it's not really an argument against what people are complaining about because now it's just like you know it's completely undermined the enjoyment people are already getting. Yeah. And that enjoyment was already kind of undermined compared to where it was with sport, mm. where people seem to enjoy where that was more. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: And like um, Scavenger adds, so the digital... So C- Scavenger asks, so the digital cars are limited in quantity to make appreciation and value a thing. Yes. So it seems like there's some artificial, some virtual scarcity being created. So oh, that, is there? Yeah. Like the, okay. Like, like if Polyphony Digital wanted to, it could just create... Like they could have an unlimited number of cars, of a car. like But limiting the amount of copies... Like available to purchase gives it that artificial scarcity. I,
1: I thought it was like related to how much the cars cost in real life.
0: Yes, but I think also they're they're actually not like there's like say like the super rare cars there's actually less of them, so not everyone can buy them. I think there actually are some limited numbers of them as well. Oh. I think there's I think that element's there as well. Okay, I think like so. To look into that. Yeah, that's like I know that. That. I'm
1: not sure. Yeah, but um. Anyway, we'll get back on track for now. Yep. Um yeah, so last Friday on March twenty fifth, as like part of this, you know, ongoing saga of frustration, um Gran Turismo like Polyphony officially apologized for the changes made through this patch. Um and as part of that, they also announced the number of changes coming to the company like coming to the game um from the beginning of April onwards so not far away so this includes increasing rewards in the events in the latter half of the world circuits by 100 approximately 100 percent on average which I think kind of knocks it a bit higher compared to um how much it was slashed earlier it probably knocks it up a bit higher than where it was initially um at least for a few I don't know um their addition of high rewards for clearing the circuit experience in all gold and all bronze results so I'm guessing it's just you know more rewards available compared to just I'm yeah, I'm guessing it's just saying it's like there was all silver, <laughs> there was like gen- general rewards for every circuit rewards and now it's just being you know tripled, more or less. Um, increase of rewards in online races. Increase include a total of eight new one-hour endurance events, um, to missions, which I think I think I heard about people kind of missing as well. Um, they will have high rewards as well. Up a little of non-paid credits and player wallets from. 20 million credits to 100 million credits which is a good point to make as well <laughs> so you could like you had to max out your wallet to buy one of these gigantically expensive cars that's a good point to me and also yeah that's the other thing i heard about was that if you bought credits so if you bought like 50 million credits or something all of that would like exist outside of the what like the free money wallet limit so they kind of knew what they were doing in doing that um And lastly there will be the increase in the quantity of used and legend cars on offer at any given time so i'm not sure exactly what number that means but i'm sure it's going to be appreciated and um yeah so as part of this kind of post um polyphony detailed a number of more changes like to arrive in the future like past april so this means increasing the payout value of limited time rewards so that's kind of as it says quote as we develop as a live service yeah. So I imagine this isn't going to be the end of news about Gran Turismo's yeah. economy. Hopefully, it's not like Halo, where <laughs> it's like every time something seems to happen in that game, it becomes a big scandal in yeah. terms of what people expect and want.
0: And, um, and and just to just to clarify on the previous point, it seems like the limitation on cars, the number of cars, the scarcity of that—that that is actually part of the used car. So that you can buy. There's a used car dealership which has been in previous games before. But there's a certain number of cars that's available as stock, and once those are sold out, and that could be before the refresh, every day, every week, they would literally be listed as out of stock.
1: Okay. So that's there is
0: there is a cap on the number of cars out there at any given time. So if you didn't if you didn't get in there and, and be one of the how many thousands of players or whatever like quantities you have, you have to wait until it's sold again, until you can buy them and. I guess in the future yeah. update, players oh, will be sorry. able to. Oh, like with yeah. the
1: yeah, oh, okay, sorry, <laughs> but for the with the used cars, it's like they're just like kind of less expensive, worn down versions of the cars you'd find in the shops. I think, yeah, because like you can like buy the exact same car, except it'll be worse and cheaper. <laughs> so yeah. I'm guessing it's just the, those ones, which
0: is that, that I'm yeah.
1: kind of curious, but also yeah. not great. And then there's
0: also like the legend cars, so they're also like on a rotating availability as well so i think that's the thing like maybe it's just because it's only been a like a month like less than a month so it's very rare for those cars to show up for sale like maybe like you know at the end of like say four years like there would have been on rotation many times so it may not be such a problem but it's just like very early on
1: know. yeah yeah it's like talking about it you say four years it's like oh man that really sounds a lot like playing a gacha and having to get like it's a, a re- that system
0: thing. it literally is in some cases yeah no but it's
1: system. like when you yeah. Yeah, I know. like, I yeah, like I know that, but it's just like when you put it like into those words, it's like, oh yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna feel like playing a gacha, where like you had to play like, you know, you had to make sure you had enough money for, at this time period to get what you want, like at this yeah. expensive thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or just to finish off as well. Mm. So, um, more endurance races are being added, um, including twenty-four hour races, which is another thing I heard missed. Um, yeah, which is a big ranking part. battles. Mm. Big thing. Yep. Um, ranking battles and online time travels will get more rewards. So, time the more trials. you do it,
0: what did I say? Time travels,
2: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> yeah. Online time cool. trials, <laughs> um, yeah. You'll get like more money the more you play them. So, yeah. based on, yeah, so based on achieving a time that is within 1%, 2%, 3%, and 5% of top time, which. I don't know how advantageous that really is in the end, but still. And um, yeah, and you can actually sell your cars in the future at some point. So that'll be nice. Um, so it's
0: like, yeah, and like um, the scavenger adds, it's not the level of realism Yeah. No, nah, he, he was saying like, oh, if there were only 375 McLaren P1s ever made, are there only 375 P1s available in GT7? Like where is the line drawn on realism of that system? There'll be ten million Toyota Corollas going dirt cheap, so it's like I think, I think there is a level of that where I think the legend cars and the the like the high end cars like there there are only so many of them and it'll be a lower amount compared to like the cheaper cars. So there they they I think Polyphony Digital is trying to emulate some of that, but I don't think yeah that would be pretty crazy if it was that co- Like then every every like. Every race online race will just have the cheapest cars, just whatever people can afford,
2: <laughs> yeah
1: hope hopefully that's not the idea, but it does yeah. sound likely, considering what they're trying to do, yeah. so I don't know, yeah, you're right, like we'll you know see where it lands in a few months or years, even, yeah, yeah, they're gonna be tweaking it definitely, <laughs> but um
0: yeah, that's um, that's gonna do it for the news this week, John that's um yep. how about we uh We'll move it over to the the fun part of the show and uh, talk about some of the the general chit-chat. Yeah. So, John, it's it's time for wrestling talk. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: I was I wasn't sure which order to do it in because you got something to talk about as well
0: I'll, I'll got some stuff how about we talk about the wrestling first because I know that's something that uh, uh, folks at home are always always interested New Japan wrestling had its uh had a, a championship like a a big pay-per view this week
1: kind of they had they've been running a tournament they do a lot of those as a promotion um mm. this latest one is called the new Japan Cup which is kind of like, like b-side to their g1 climax i'm not sure if it's called climax actually, but like g1 tournament so this one's like a traditional tournament where you know it's brackets and like people you know go down the brackets to the semifinals and stuff the g1 is a round robin one where everyone fights almost everyone else Mm. (laughs) like every year there's a lot of wrestling in that one um i haven't actually watched a lot of ninja fan this is like i've been easing my way into it as i hear about certain events happening so this time i've been kind of keeping up with the last Ser- like the semifinals and the quarterfinals and the finals as of last few days or so <laughs> so I've been watching a lot and it's like oh man like uh, like something that kind of changed in me recently so I've been yeah. writing a lot about right like wrestling lately which some of it might be up on double jump eventually we'll see how it goes but like <laughs> something that kind of changed recently in my mind and like how I watch wrestling is like recognizing momentum you know because like that's a thing in sports is like and it's like a mental thing Mm, where you know you mm. kind of when you feel you have the momentum when like you feel you're like driving the match to your advantage yeah like you know it helps you psychologically and like kind of affect how you respond and react physically least like, that's my understanding of it so i've been like much more attentive to that idea in wrestling matches as i've been like watching and like trying to pay t- close attention to it and it's like I know it's like suddenly like the very good matches I've been watching recently seem like so great (laughs) because there's this one in the um New Japan Cup which I think is the semi-finals um between Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr they're both British wrestlers but um Zack Sabre Jr is like a chain wrestler he's like probably maybe the best in the world very likely he's someone who kind of he grabs onto you and he's kind of like trying to twist you into submission and he's very good at Getting around you and okay. like putting you pinning you down and trying to like, like hurt twisting you, you around busted. like
0: a chain. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so
1: natural. like, as, as my understanding, chain wrestling means like kind of like back back and forth as well. Yeah, So be able to like exchange holds very like you know sleekly because like pro, pro wrestling is still like choreographed, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like um. Anyway, that's it's like, it's that's like, that's like what he is.
0: it sounds like um, the king characters from Tekken. How you can like just chain different holds and combos, like and it oh, just okay. kind of animates from one to another. I think that's how I, I'm picturing it in my mind as a chain wrestler. Yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah, that <laughs> might be close. Uh, it's like, um then the other guy was Will Osprey who's like fucking magic because he's like absurdly <laughs> athletic. Cause yeah. Because like he's there's a handful of those guys in wrestling all the time, especially yeah. in Lucha Libre, where they're just ridiculous. But like there's a few that I'm aware of who just like pull off the absurdest like ridiculous feats. like there's a guy in WWE called Ricochet and he's been around the scene in a little, for a while and there's there's like a couple of like brothers in AEW called like um Dante Martin and um the other Martin who his name I forget because he's disappeared for a while <laughs> um anyway they're just like absurd physically and in terms of like precision and he's kind of the story of this one was that they've wrestled a lot because they're both British and they've been in the same scene before and so they've been Saber Junior is like the Wrestle the Star where having knowledge and experience helps him a lot. And then save like Osprey over the last year or two, he's like really changed up his style, where he's mm. like gained a lot of mass. Wow. So now he, part of his, you know, feature set, like his move set is like strength. So he's like so it's like Osprey trying to like dance around the idea that He's pacing someone he's fought before, except now he's got like cannonballs for fists. So he needs to dodge as long as he can. So it's like a and it's like, like a
0: dragon ball fight. It's like it's like
1: Yeah, it's like wow. it's actually like if you like and appreciate fight choreography and like anything <laughs> yeah. else, it's exactly the same. Dude, I'm it's watching, exactly the same stuff you can kind of read like, into it.
0: It it just reminds me of like I'm watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and it's like that, like it's like, okay, yeah, it's exactly like that. Oh, this person's come back and now they're even stronger. And now in the back of your head, you're like, "Oh my god, how am I going to defeat them?" I have to. It's, yeah. It's... yeah. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: <laughs> so it's like in this match, it's like Saber kind of goes on the offensive early, and then like Osprey is like surprised, you know. So he kind of backs off. He rolls out of the ring because he's got his own like unit called the United Empire, which is a kind of like ironic colonists it seems yeah. <laughs> they're, they're cool they have a good gimmick for a heel faction Re-
0: really I'm playing kind of... up the British angle yeah okay. except
1: everyone's from some like colonized nation I think okay. gotcha. well it's not just Britain um like that's the idea that's my understanding of it and like so kind of he goes on the offensive and he tries to like basically pin him in holds as long as possible yeah and once Osprey gets in like one move he's like rocked long enough that Osprey can kind of get back into the fray and like take the momentum on his side yeah and then like it starts shifting towards him and then it's like takes like all of like Sabres like energy to kind of like survive long enough to get him back into grappling like take control of the match and it kind of goes back and forth basically like whenever Osprey lands any sort of move like he like just punches him in the face okay it's my match now it's just like I'm not sure how to how long to go into this but it's like that match is like one of the my favorite ones in a while I like because uh, i wasn't paying attention the first time and i went back and watched it again just because i wasn't every time i watch wrestling with my sister which was the case the first time i tend to end up talking a lot and then not paying attention to anything that's happening so like um okay i not sure what else to go into it's it's very good so it's, <laughs> it's uh, like it's, yeah
0: hmm. zach sabers jr versus tetsuya naito okay that was Sunday. Yeah, that was the okay. finals. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Like, dude, that's it's 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 cool that there's like actually like cool storyline and there's like re, like character rematches. It's like that's not just contrived. Like, it seems like that mm. actually is has been some like you know physical changes that makes yeah, you fear like, the your opponent. I feel like every time I try
1: to do, like talk about wrestling, it's ultimately me trying to like propagandize (laughs) a little bit and it's like watch wrestling people but it's like it's not really it's like it's just kind of hard to talk about when you're not like trying to bounce off opinions necessarily Mm. ends up being very like i think uh preachy (laughs) um,
0: so so what happened with tokyo joshi because that's the other one is that yes? that's the other thing that also the other pay-per-view event over the weekend right yeah, so I mentioned before or oh, months ago. Wrestle Princess. Point. Is that what it's called? Yes.
1: Yeah, that was that was a bit ago. That's and like this one is their next big event, which is like I think it's like the biggest crowd I've seen while I've been watching. Mm. It's like it had to be a few thousand um in Japan somewhere. <laughs> it's like in a sumo hole and they actually like packed it as much as they could. Um and it had like a lot of big entrances. Like a very flashy entrance. <laughs> there's this one where it's like there's a tag team match, which I only started watching, and then I had to come do this. Um, but there was one match where there was one entrance where one of them is like a genie. It's just she's kind of a hard character to describe, but she's basically like a chaos demon genie person. Of course. And they had like a whole yes. <laughs> it's very. Um, so it's like there's that she had a tag team match with her partner, and they kind of came in on like a flying rug with, like, a plush tiger next to it, like, on it, with it. And they were, like, waiting for the theme song to um, pick up as they were kind of looking side to side like they were actually flying. And then they got onto these, like, standing lifts to go through the crowd to the ring. And it's, like, they spent a lot of time and money on this that I've usually seen this company do. Okay, so, um,
0: so Wrestle Princess is the one that's coming up in October. Oh, no, so was, this is Rest Grand Princess? Princess? Was the last one I talked about. Yeah, this one's Grand Princess. Grand Princess. Okay. I'm trying to find it online. I'm like, there, there was Princess there. Um, yeah. Sorry. I, I, no, I noticed that yeah.
1: last week when I was thinking about it where it's like, it's kind of embarrassing to say the names of the shows. Like, like, be, like I'm not like ashamed of related. watching it. I'm yeah. not ashamed of watching it. It's just the names of it. Like, it's so, you can't get anyone on your side immediately because <laughs> it doesn't sound like anything but like very juvenile and it's like it's not not childish but it is very good
0: (laughs) yeah it's 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 like it's hard to explain to like like let's say you had a a girlfriend come a girl you just met come over and she saw you with like posters of this or like this on the background of the tv you'd have to explain yourself (laughs) you'd feel compelled to explain yourself (laughs) i did I, yes yeah, like a little bit definitely
1: a little bit it's like I'm, I'm like i'm really not like yeah i'm not like embarrassed of watching this stuff <laughs> even though trying to talk about it and like explain why it's good is very hard as someone who you know to as anyone else who let alone wrestling like because within the world of wrestling it's kind of you know distinct as well so it's um yeah, yeah it's hard to think to like but anyway, they. Yeah. I don't think I had much to talk about there, though. It's like they had their like biggest show I've seen so far from them. It's been very fun as I've watched most of it. Man, um, go crazy cos-
0: It's like it's like wrestling with cosplay. It's it's it's. There's a lot of that regardless of what company it is. Oh, no, really? In um, actually, that that's true. Not just in Japan. That's also in WWE and stuff, right? Like gimmicks yeah, have been part was. of it for a long time.
1: It's like there's a lot of cosplay generally, like so. Like, I think Kenny Omega's done it a bunch in AEW, though he hasn't done it for a while now. But it's like it comes up, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like in the most um recent AEW show, it's like the main event Adam Cole, like one of the competitors in the singles main event, he came out in like Halo cosplay. Hell yeah, you can look it up as well. (laughs) Like, it it, it actually distracted me so much from the match because I thought it was like so out of place. Like, like I I wasn't, yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's hilarious Wow So he um, like, So it was him go? Versus Adam Page So he... <laughs> like, oh, What?
1: When he came out in it, I was like So <laughs> confused Like I wasn't confused I was like distracted It's, it's, it's like <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's literally He's just got like A couple of Armour pieces Just attached to Like a leather jacket That's his yeah. That's yeah. his costume I mean, that's what yeah, you so need, I, think, I guess. I think
1: he has, like, elbow pads and, like, arm bit, like, hand bits or something. I don't remember. But it's, like, I remember being kind of, annoyed, like, it felt like such a weird place to do a cosplay.
0: Um, I, I, I wish he came out to the, um... I wish he came out to the, uh like, the Halo, like, the rock version of the Halo theme. That would have been hilarious.
1: Yeah, because <laughs> none of his entrance changed. He was just wearing Halo's just... <laughs>
0: And he's he's like pointing to it uh, with his thumbs. It just looks funny.
1: Yeah. Um, Anyway, Uh, that's, I think, that's that's risk. I think I'll cut it short. I'll talk about, uh, I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Arceus over the last, I think my game profile said 20 hours, but I might, (laughs) so I've been playing it a lot. Um, What do you think of it, man?
0: What do you think?
1: I, I do like it a lot. It's very, it's kind of, um, oh one thing i kind of wanted to say because i'll try and get into it like next time because i think i've been talking about wrestling more than I, like a fair bit <laughs> but like maybe if we have some more time but like um I, like i will say it's like it's kind of what i wanted from my hope that it would feel like pokemon snap but not on yes. rails yeah it's not that close because the environments are so like because you've seen the trailers like the environments themselves are like very basic and the more I yeah. get into the game, the more disappointing it
0: is that. that's it's like true. Here's the sunny place. Here's the swampy place. Here's the snowy place. No, it's not it's not that, that kind of way. You mean like the like the actual geometry and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the
1: detail of the environments are very stark. What detail? Very simple. <laughs> Basically, like it's like... it doesn't look bad. Like in general, like it's it's clever in that it focuses a lot on character models and yeah.
0: things like you're going to see lighting. up front.
1: Yeah, so like the the visuals don't aren't really like that disappointing because it looks like a Wii
0: of... U game to me, like just upraised <laughs> Like I'm sorry. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm not saying it's like I'm not saying yeah. it looks amazing, but I'm saying it's like when you play it, it's not really that um it doesn't really make much difference because all the character models look very good and all the yeah. effects look nice. Animation's very high quality generally and it's just like nothing else really fails in terms of like visual fidelity aside from how basic the environments are to me yeah yeah
0: because like it's like it's like the the history region it's like set it's set like like the 1800s or so it's like set before it's set a long time before like the mainline pokemon anime and games take place right like you're you're kind of building the first pokedex like you're you're meeting these pokemon for the first time In, in in this world like pokemon aren't regular companions like they're still pretty wild and, and humans are still kind of afraid of them in a way like it's yeah yeah, yeah like it's a very different it's, a, it's like it's I guess Pokemon Snap was like imagine you walking through it was like you like on rails to like a theme park whereas this is like what if you t- like you could run around freely but you were just seeing Pokemon in their natural habitat that's what it comes across as
1: yeah yeah kind of like it's because it feels like it's kind of getting at pokemon snap i'm like i'm not sure if that's kind of what it aimed for i think in some ways it might have because you're like seeing pokemon in the yeah you're seeing them in the natural habitats and they kind of all have their own little behaviors like and like so they're either like completely unfazed by your um presence are you being around yeah. yeah your presence like it's either that they're either run away or they're either attack And some and they kind of depending on the Pokemon they kind of have different awareness, but they generally notice you pretty far away. (laughs) Like you can't get that close without, like, by just running without them like really getting out of your way pretty fast or attacking you right away. Yeah, but it's um, yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's I think like ultimately it's become much more repetitive than I hoped as a game, which Mm. makes sense for the kind of game it is. But it's It's
0: a Pokemon game. (laughs) But you wanted more from it
1: i 'm not like it's just that the basic game core uh, gameplay core loop is like you know sneaking around throwing pokeballs you know as you like you know that whatever makes sense at the moment but a lot of it is you're kind of doing the exact same action all the time and the gameplay is like kind of simpler than it was before as well because it's not like the combat I mean so it's not really about combat so that kind of part of the game feels pretty um you know less, like mm. interesting and compelling than it usually is. Well, it is kind of yeah. interesting how it into the gameplay. And, so naturally. A, and are there
0: new Pokemon in this? I don't think there are um, any new Pokemon. Of, right? There's a bunch of
1: regional po- versions. Regional of versions, of yeah. yeah. Yeah, but there aren't too There aren't too many.
0: I guess it wouldn't make sense since this is like a prequel. Like these Pokemon, like, they, like you'd be looking at Pokemon that should have existed and still exist. Uh, who knows maybe evolution i guess evolution happens really quickly in this world in pokemon so it's it's all like yeah. on the scale of millions of years like we have
1: <laughs> yeah i think the implication
0: is like certain
1: breeds sort of either went elsewhere or they've changed into what we see of them today so because like yeah. hisui is like based on the, like sino which is the region that diamond and pearl are based in yeah so it's technically the same area just, just like in the past a couple hundred years old ago or whatever 100 years ago or whatever yeah. it was so it's, mm. Mm. so it's um yeah but i'm not i don't have. i don't think i have too much to talk about actually even though i played it a lot it's very um yeah. are
0: you saying? i was gonna say what did you like that mechanic where they had like kind of those legendary you know how you had those kind of like boss pokemon we had to use different techniques to capture them did was that boring like did you find that repetitive or was that like kind of a good change
1: Oh, I'm not sure I've got up to that yet. Oh, do you mean like the ones where you have to like throw stuff at them?
0: Yeah, like there's different tactics you have to do to oh, capture okay. them. Yeah, yeah, so
1: they're like the boss Pokemon on of each like chapter of the game. Yeah. So they're kind of, they're almost like, um, they get a little bullet heli
0: after a point,
1: where it's like you, <laughs> you know you're like dodging through. Wow. Like attacks.
0: I was not expecting that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it actually is like remarkably close to how that kind of you
0: remember that game Fury. Uh like F U R I the the Yeah Yep, the two D isometric kind of no it's not two D, sorry, it's three D but it was like kind of like top down action yep. game. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it reminded me a little of that. <laughs> gotcha. You're just gotcha. doing like a chunk of that. Or you're doing okay. like, you know our that game's all boss battles and it's a little similar to that in that like all the boss battles are like that and that's the only time you ever play like that.
2: Yep. Um yep. so okay. it's, they're
1: not bad. They're okay. They're not great or anything. But, that that sounds um,
0: really good that that's really reassuring
1: it's not really a, it's not what the game's about you only really do it occasionally like the yeah. spectacle of it's like fine and it's like you're usually seeing like a new regional as part of it yeah um so it's like kind of interesting in that sense and they're you know they only last like a couple minutes or something mm-hmm. so they're not really um not huge beyond just seeing a cool new pokemon <laughs> it's usually kind of what it amounts oh. to
0: yeah Oh, sorry, um, I just realized it was on the wrong screen for like ages. My bad. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Sorry, John. Um, yeah. I don't yeah, know. It but... it looks cool, but yeah, maybe I don't know, maybe if like the next like Nintendo console might have the power to do justice to like what the premise is of yeah, this game.
2: That'd be
1: that'd be very cool. Oh, yeah, because 'cause I'll say as well, as I like, cause I found it really repetitive after a point yeah which makes sense for the kind of gameplay like it it. but it's like what i thought was that it it feels like the exact kind of game where playing it like a reviewer does you know because typically reviewers burn through it really fast like any game because they're trying to get it done as fast as possible so they can get the review as fast as possible out like usually don't take a ton of time they take the time with it like this is the exact kind of game that would benefit the most from that like only golden path kind of yeah. approach yeah as as the game opens up you get more mounts that let you access more of each part of the game so you know there'll be a mountain and you eventually get a pokemon that like climbs up it and eventually you just get a like a bird that just flies you everywhere really fast so even in my mind (laughs) yeah but no it's like that's kind of what's good about it but like it's you're meant to like feel more and more like liberated throughout the game as you get more access to pokemon and all that Mm. and it's like what i was thinking uh, like after a point where i'd invested too much time into it and now it's just kind of getting boring it's like i was thinking like oh damn it like i wish i like i only realized like it got really good reviews and it got reviews because of how the way they played it as well so they played it in a way where you they just burn through the story as fast as possible and then once you get to the end where you can like, kind of like you know finish like round out more of the pokedex just like do all the side stuff you hmm. have the fucking plane that lets you just burn through the map <laughs> you know so it'd be so much better.
0: Is it even that big a map?
1: The maps are like the maps are kind of like probably a little bigger than you'd expect. Okay. But they're not giant, but there's like five of them. Okay. The problem is that I there's so little detail to them, you know. Yeah. So yeah. they're like yeah.
0: Okay. No, that's. I guess like maybe next week you'll probably be done by then. Maybe you'll you'll have some final yeah. some final thoughts once you finished it. Maybe it'll like yeah. Finish in an incredible way, in and it. Change your life. Who knows? Maybe you can always hope. And I'll come back to Final Fantasy VII finally.
1: Yes, definitely put that on the back burner. Yes,
0: that. it's such a um. Yeah, I was not expecting this. <laughs> I'll put it that way. <laughs> oh. Um, no, that that's that's cool, man. Uh, I I guess like but, um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but you've been watching something? Yeah, I've been. I, I was just like um like over the past couple of weeks, the Formula One seasons kicked back up, so. Uh, like folks at home might may or may not understand uh, know this, but I'm a really big fan of Formula One. I love cars and stuff, so for me it's just like a natural. I guess it's like a natural extension that yeah, I um watch the Formula One, um and for me like yeah, it was a lot of fun watching uh this race. So the first race was last week that was in Bahrain, so in the Middle East. This week's this weekend's race was in Saudi Arabia. Um, which was kind of scary because, like, the day before, like, I think it was, like, when practice or qualifying was going to happen. So, generally, in a race weekend, there's, like, a couple of... There's some practice sessions and then qualifying, which determines your place in the grid for the race on Sunday, right? So, you've got 10 teams, 2 cars each. So, you've got 20 drivers, 20 cars on the field trying to to get the best position they can before the race. Now, over the past, like, 7 years... Like legit from 2014 to 2021, it's been dominated by Mercedes because Mercedes did like that whole era was like when there was a big change in engine and, and, and design, and Mercedes really invested and nailed it from the beginning, right? And Lewis mm-hmm. Hamilton's been the dominant driver there. Um, and and and, and basically what's happened is, oh, yeah, I think I heard about this race. Keep yeah, going. yeah, and basically what's happened is this year the the FIA so the 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 world body that looks after Formula One that runs Formula One and and Formula One management agreed to introduce a whole new set of regulations for the cars so the cars look completely different they've got bigger wheels there's more restrictions on the fu- like the amount of money you can put into it like essentially like a bigger part of this. Whereas like the last era, the last eight years or so was a big focus was on the the engine, moving away from a a traditional engine to a hybrid engine, you know, with a mix of electronics, uh, electric motors and internal combustion engine. Hmm. This year um, is basically, we're going to change all the aerodynamics, the the way the wings are shaped. We're going to let you... um, a lot more focus on something called ground effect which basically makes it so like um you can kind of shape the, shape the aerodynamics underneath the car in such a way that it kind of sucks your car to the road like taking advantage of like different pressure systems and stuff. Like I'm not an engineer so I don't understand like I, I can't speak to the ins and outs of it but basically the cars are very different this year and what that means is now Mercedes which was the dominant car now is kind of like like a mid-pack car, <laughs> ah. like and Hamilton, who's been dominating for the past like decade, is like really struggling. Like he qualified 16th out of 20. Like on merit, he qualified oh. 16th, and he finished the race in 10th. His teammate George Russell, who's just moved over um, to the team from Williams, which is like really bottom-tier team at, <laughs> at this moment, so he's moved up to Mercedes, hoping to get like an awesome car. And then by, by the time he get, he waits his turn to get into Mercedes, it's like really dog shit. Like he qualified like in the top 10, like I think qualified like ninth or something. He qualified sixth. And then he moved up to like, he finished the race, I think in fifth. So like they both made places, but it's like, it's a very different conversation now. And And what's happened is Ferrari and Red Bull are the two cars in the front that are fighting back and forth. Now, last week it was Charles Leclerc uh the the young driver from uh from Monaco and Carlos Sainz um who's uh from Spain. So the two Ferrari drivers were one and two last week. And Max, oh, okay. and, and Red Bull was third and fourth, which is like pretty surprising um because like Ferrari was kind of like nowhere for the last couple of years and hasn't and Ferrari hasn't won a championship since two thousand seven, right?
1: Wait, I was like I was just thinking like you mentioned Red Bull are yeah. they also? Do they also manufacture cars for those kind of events?
0: <laughs> so that's the thing. So, Red Bull is always involved in extreme sports and has been like a a quote unquote manufacturer of cars in for for Formula One for like since like two thousand seven or something. It's like a full on manufacturer, but hmm. this year, f- Red Bull basically has bought Honda's like engine from last year for the last couple of years and just re and and is now taking over engineering and so basically it's running its own engine with its own car so the energy drinks company everyone knows of is actually like making its own race cars so what did they do before this again so like in F1 like it's like basically started off as a manufacturer then bought a team yeah. and renamed it Red Bull. So that means you're now in charge of making car, making the car. You know. So they're, okay,
1: so they're literally making cars since 2007 yeah. for just for like just for fun. racing. Okay. Yes. Wow, I yeah. didn't know that at all. Yeah.
0: So like, um, and obviously you know that, you know, you can you can contract other companies to make bits and pieces and stuff like that. But Red Bull, they brought on someone called Adrian Newey, who's got like a lot of history. He's made a lot of championship-winning cars, and they brought him on. And then so like they've been making like really they dominated from 2010 to 2013. So, the era before Mercedes was them. Right. So, okay. it's like, basically, there's always like eras. Like, you know, one team's really dominant for this period and there's a rule change or, you know, funding changes or something, and then another team comes in. So, now, this year, so, w- the race was really interesting because it was like, there was a lot of close fighting between Charles Leclerc from Ferrari and Max Verstappen, the lead driver from... Um, uh, from Red Bull, and this was actually the the first time ever that Sergio Perez, who's a Mexican driver who's been like, he's been racing for ten years plus. It was like he's raced two hundred and fifteen races, and this was the first time he's qualified on pole position. So in first position, he is the driver with the longest dry period before getting both a win which happened last, a couple of years ago, as well as getting a pole position. So he's been in it the long, like in the long haul and he's partnered with Max Verstappen at Red Bull. So he was on top, which was, a, surprised everyone. But in the actual race itself, it was Charlotte Leclerc and and Verstappen just kind of racing like really close. Like one driver would like kind of go really aggressive into one corner and then the other driver was to pull back. But then the other driver comes back in the next corner and like, you know, gets a straight line advantage and, and just kind of like powers through. So, it was like a lot of fighting and like towards the end, I think it was like probably like maybe 20, like not even 20 meters, probably even less than like 10 meters maybe. Maybe only like a very short distance for a Formula One car toward, for the end. It was like almost a photo finish. Like it's, it's really exciting racing that we haven't seen in a while. Like last yeah. year, because we had Mercedes dominated for so long. It was basically like Mercedes and then everyone else. Yeah. (laughs) It was a pretty big golf. And then last year we had like Red Bull and Mercedes being very close. And Max Verstappen won because essentially there was a. So Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton were fighting throughout the year. But there was controversy in the final race where the race director interpreted the rules in a certain way that allowed Max Verstappen to take the win.
1: Now. Yeah, I think that's what
0: I heard about it. Exactly. So that was very controversial. Now, I'm not going to say that Max Verstappen was given the championship because to be in a position where it's down to the last race, it means that you've been competitive all season, right? That's it's it's discounting that. But he was he, Max Verstappen was given the win, but I'm not saying that he was given the championship because he fought hard during the whole championship. You know. Hmm. Like um hey, we've got three viewers at the moment. Hey, hello chat. Please, um, yeah. if I'm angering you with my explanations, just 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 let us know, no hard feelings. So it, it's it's been it, it was actually fun like watching the race and and seeing a lot of that close fighting. Not just there, but even in the middle of the pack, like there was just like kind of battles happening throughout the course, which is like always great to see. Um, uh, like especially in sports, like I mean, it's it's with anything, it, it it's like you people love to see domination, but they don't want to see it. A, Day in day out, it becomes boring. They want some challenge. Yeah. Everyone loves the underdog. Everyone wants to come back, and things like that. So you just kind of like need to have like a fresh rotation of those stories. And it seems like this year's um like fight is going to be much closer than in at least over the past like decade, which is yeah. good, good for everyone. Like everyone's happy. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that, like, that's been, yeah, Yeah,
1: I won't, I won't go into it mainly because I don't have enough it for it anyway, but it reminded me of how there was a story a month or two ago about like, it really is like a complete tangent. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. in sumo in Japan, yep. like the top, I think it's a Yokozuna, but I think it's, there's another word, there might be another word for it, but like the top, like, dominant sumo wrestler for like a decade or something, like retired after like a really dominant run where he was like never really defeated yes. though there was there was a rival or something that was like right at the end but like um anyway when I heard about that I started getting it like I started like looking into sumo and I really really want to watch it now after I learned about it but it's only like a foxtel only show as well like got oh, oh, sport right. yeah so so um I don't know you might have talked about like battles and like you know like a new era it's like oh I really want that reminded me I really want to watch sumo <laughs> I forgot but it's um Anyway,
0: yeah, total tangent, nothing there. <laughs> no, no, that that's that's interesting, man. Like it's, um, you're right. Like and 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 that's when people question, question, like you know, oh, was this person really that great, or did they just not get challenged? You know, mm-hmm. it's it's um, yeah, yeah, I've been
1: hearing a lot about that, like with tennis as well lately. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, because
1: um, I think uh,
0: Ash Barty retiring.
1: Yeah, but there was um, Rafael Nadal. Like, he kind of took a Grand Slam recently.
0: Yeah, the, well, he um, took the Oz Open because, jo- well, okay. people are saying, oh, Djokovic wasn't there. That's why.
1: Yeah, that's but I thing. was like, you know, he's one of the, like, all of the, like, the trio of, like, Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer.
0: Yeah. He's I think, like... is Federer tired now, or is he still there? I don't remember. I I, I I think he's still up there, but I don't think he's won a Grand Slam in, a, like, at least a few of them. Okay. I think that's but it's quite, just like But he's still up there. Because I was reading about how they're still active, and that's strange for yeah. tennis yeah. performers especially like, like you know in being in their late 30s I mean Djokovic yeah, isn't exactly. that young I think he's like early 30s but I mean you could certainly I mean judging by his attitudes towards COVID he's probably you could say he's very old-fashioned and women yeah <laughs> and women. I don't know about that part but yeah um, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's history there um, yep yeah Ah. Uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, like new eras for sport. Apparently, yeah. Hey, man, get Dracovich yeah, out of 20. there. Let's let's get some new blood in there. Um, mm. But yeah, no, that's the thing. I'm I'm really really psyched um, for to see Formula One like get really like exciting and and competitive again. I'm hoping to get into um, like I think this year I, w- I really want to get into V8 supercars. Sorry, supercars, and like actually follow that up. Like I I I've, I subscribe to Ko Sports, which is kind of like the offshoot of Foxtel for like sports streaming and I think uh, and what KO Sports does is like it does like kind of like mini like highlights of races and stuff so I might catch up on the first few races that way and then like start watching them because like you get involved like wh- when you start watching like for anyone who wants to get into a racing series I'd recommend watching if you don't watch the practice watch qualifying right because when you watch the qualifying you you kind of learn where the cars sit and, and and usually the commentators are pretty good about filling you in about the history, like where the teams were, why is this performance significant, you know, what's happened here, what's happened before, and you kind of get an idea of the storyline so that when you go into the race, you're much more kind of involved. You have like a personal stake because you like the stories of the drivers and things like that. Um, it's like wrestling, like... You, yeah. I guess I you watch it for the well. craft. You you watch it for the craft as well, but you all... but you. I guess the main draw maybe is the history, or like the personalities, or like the storylines. You know that that's it's
1: yeah. It's like the yeah. history of it is a. It's the human element when it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like when yeah. when it informs a match in a way that's like, you know, doesn't like take over. Mm, but mm. Like you know when the performances are good and also the story around around it is good. Hundred percent and like it comes together is like, it doesn't always happen as well as you want it to, but especially I think in as far as I could tell in this this era of pro wrestling especially it's been like very high quality since yeah. like 2015 since new yeah. japan got really hot and then when AEW started in like 2019 or something yeah it's like the quality of like both things have been like really rise- rising yeah so it's, like, it's kinda exciting.
0: I think, I think I'd recommend, like, folks at home who want to get into Formula 1 and some of the history. Like, you could watch, like, on Netflix, they've got an excellent series called Drive to Survive. And I guess, like, the first couple of seasons are, like, really great ways to get introduced to Formula 1. I think in the last, like, the last couple of seasons, like, I think what happened was, like, they just started contriving rivalries and storylines like even okay. using footage from different races to fit the narrative that they're trying to get out and stuff for that and, and like there's all these memes on Formula 1 Reddit and everything about like how like like things out of context and things like that but like the first couple of seasons of Drive to Survive I think really um, like really kind of hit home the emotion and the stakes of Formula 1 so like John or anyone at home who might be interested in Formula 1 maybe just like watch the first season see what you think and then um yeah the 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 australian the australian grand prix is happening in a week and a half so the weekend no. of the 8th to the 10th of april and it's going to be at a reasonable time not like like 10 or 11 o'clock at 2 a.m. i think this past race was like 4 a.m. um <laughs> but it'll be at, like in the afternoon so it'll be like and it's always great like it's great to like the 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 the, the australian grand prix is always a fun time like it's it's just it's just like, usually means good weather, a lot of people coming to the country and celebrating us and, and like Formula One being on free-to-wear TV, which doesn't happen very often. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's that's going to... I think that's going to do it. I think I'll save my Destiny 2 Witch Queen campaign impressions till next week. I'll hopefully be finished the campaign by then. I think I'm really close to the end. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm like enjoying it again now that I've like found some weapons that I'm really kind of like doing well with and yeah it's um some huge like story ramifications have just happened so I'll see how mm-hmm. it. I'll see if um, Bungie can stick the landing going forward that's uh okay I'll tease that for next week or wh- whenever That that's gonna be exciting but yeah let's um let's uh let's close off that section John and uh yeah I'll uh thank everyone at home in a second so as always feel free to send in your questions to podcast at co, um, and feel free to also ask them live and chat when we're recording uh we we record I guess any time between seven PM and eight thirty PM, Australian Eastern Time, every Tuesday, um, we might, we'll we'll see how we go. I might might have to take a break for a couple of weeks as um the wedding's coming up very soon. Uh, sorry, my wedding's coming up very soon, so I'm going to be very busy with like finalizing things with contractors, and it's it's a whole mess. It's um, yeah, like yeah. um, I'm I'm actually planning to live stream my wedding so like people overseas can watch it, like family and stuff can watch it. But I guess if it's it's a public stream, anyone... Maybe I'll ask Jake if I can stream it on Double Jump. That'll be hilarious.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what topic
0: to put it under. IRL? I have no idea. Um, (laughs) Just chatting. (laughs) (laughs) Just chatting, maybe. But yeah, that's going to... That's gonna do it for another episode of Double Jump Radio. As always, Double Jump Radio is made possible thanks to the support of our wonderful members and patrons. You too can support Double Jump by heading to doublejump.co/memberships or patreon.co, sorry patreoncom jump and sign up today. And uh, you get a lot of awesome goodies like you know ad-free viewing and like a little membership badge on Discord, hope and discounts off merchandise. So we always always appreciate it. All the support that you guys give us, whether that's financially or just liking and sharing our posts. If you do enjoy it, please let your friends know. The more we have in our community, the merrier. And yeah, we're always always keen to welcome new members um, to our growing family. But John, thank you so much again for uh, for joining me for this. Uh, I guess like, man, it's it's crazy. Like, I think this iteration of Double Jump is like eight. I think we're like. We've probably done like 20 episodes of the, like something like, like that already, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think probably, you're right. Maybe more than like, that. like. did we start around 30 ish or something, maybe?
2: I think so, I don't yeah. Remember. So if we're
0: at 50 something,
2: yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. So yeah. It, it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And I hope you've been enjoying yourself and everyone at yeah, home as well. It's been good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been, uh, been good. Yeah. Good to catch up every so often. Yeah. Oh, every week. No, every <laughs> <time>.
0: <laughs> But I think it's like. Maybe maybe it is the same for our listeners and uh, people watching at home, but it's um yeah, it's always great to I guess talk about games and get the chance to do that. Not everyone is lucky enough to be able to do that in their their day to day, their work lives or so always thankful for you for joining us. Yeah, John, thank you again, my friend. Always a pleasure.
1: No worries.
0: And until next time, everyone, look out for one another. Peace.
1: See ya.
2: My cat's just freaked out over something.